you will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Hello, everybody. This is the final week before Abby comes back from maternity leave, and I am thrilled to have a Real Moms of Bravo listener joining me today. <laughs> we have Laura. She is a mother of two from New York. So you'll hear that New York accent, which I love. <laughs> um, she's a nurse. She's a working mom and she loves Bravo. So I am so thrilled that Laura is here. And guys, I have to tell you, Laura just shot her shot, man. She <laughs> got me a DM was like, Hey, I know you're looking for people to come on the show. Can I do this? And I said, yeah, let's do this. So welcome Laura. Thank you so much. I'm Vanessa. I am so excited to be here. I love listening to you and Abby every week. I feel like I can relate to you guys as a working mom. And um, I, you know, I've missed Abby. Uh, I'm excited. She's coming back next week, but I'm just so excited to be here filling it. So thank you so much for giving me the opportunity. Of course. I'm thrilled. So let's get started. I always, always love hearing other people's points of views on things. So let's talk about Southern charm. Um, you know, I feel like when you have dog weddings as a storyline, <laughs> that to me feels like, mm, is this good? Like that's kind of bad, right? What What was your thought of you know the dog wedding? I feel like when you have insane um storylines like that, you're like trying to save a drowning like season. But I don't feel like Southern Charm has been drowning at all. So to kind of throw something so crazy like that in the middle of what's been, which I think a good season so far, was very confusing to me. Yeah, it was just interesting. I mean, I feel like Patricia was like. Hey, Bravo. I want to throw a dog wedding and that's probably what happened, but, uh, it was, it was kind of interesting to watch. I want to get your opinion on Marcy because I don't understand her role on the show and why she's even on the show. I think you said a couple of weeks back that like maybe they booked her for this season before she got pregnant. Um, because the Marcy that like they talk about when they were introducing her is not the Marcy we're getting. And she's just like coming in at random moments. Like even the random guy that she set Olivia up with this week, I'm like, why does this have, like, where is this coming from? Where is this friendship coming from? It just doesn't seem like she's like meshing well into the mix with everybody else. No, what I, do you I mean, think? No, I agree. I mean, yeah, I still hold to that. And also we don't even see her really interact with shop. It's yeah, just very, point. yeah, I you don't even see that. her and Shep really talking. So, I mean, I know they're family, but 
I don't know. It, it just feels like a disconnect because even if, yes, she is pregnant, but you would think that we would get like coffee dates with her and Shep or like more of that angle. Um, I have a theory on that. I think, you know how like Shep and, or maybe it was her talking about how they were like the black sheep of the family. Maybe Shep kind of feels like she's a traitor because she went and got married and did exactly what they both didn't think that they were going to do. So maybe there's some underlying tension because of that, that we maybe don't know the background for. That's my theory on why maybe they're not that close anymore. No, that's a good theory. That's a really, really good theory. Um, I thought also, so, you know, Marcy sets up Olivia with a date. Austin is being Austin and like gets jealous and he's like, so I can't with him. He oh is my God. the worst. I'm such, I'm so on your boat. I am such a hater of Austin. Like he has those little redeeming moments when there's that family component with his parents and his sister. And then he talks about his sister that passed away and he like pulls me back in for a second. But then when he does this petty high school, high school girl thing, I'm just like, okay, no, I hate you again. No, he is the most petty. Like, King of pettiness. He is so petty. He'd be perfect for housewives. I mean, give, give him give him an apple or whatever it would be in Charleston. But he is so, um, so, so petty. I do think him and Madison, like, I think Madison is stirring the pot with Austin because she can and he's an easy target for the show. But also... On the other side of me is like, Madison, like you're engaged now. Like, why, why are you kind of continuing to engage in this a little bit? I think Madison is one of the greatest reality TV people that's ever crossed our screen. She knows what she's doing and she has really like set her foot in the season as like the gaslighter of every, like she knows how to get Austin going and that's what triggers him. And then it keeps the storyline moving really well. I mean, all she has to do is look at him and he like <laughs> has a nervous breakdown. You know, it's it's crazy. But I I really like Madison. I think that she has a perfect role. She's not into the mix too much, but she comes in, lights the fire, and then runs away. No, that's a perfect way of putting it. I also think like seeing their interaction, they seem to me like they really like loved hard and like fought hard. Like, I feel like there was a lot of makeup sex in that relationship. Like, <laughs> I mean, really, like, it just feels like they like thrived off of that in terms of the relationship and watching them. So that was interesting to me. Yeah. Um, I would love to know your thoughts on the Craig and Naomi situation that we saw on this show. So Craig, essentially, for those of you guys listening, Craig stands, he's trying to be respectful to Paige in terms of his interactions with Naomi. Naomi's like, you're being kind of weird. I just want to have a friendship with you. And Craig's like, eh, I don't know. He's he's kind of like very like put off by it. So I would love your two cents on this. I just think their whole interaction is bizarre. Like, I don't see a problem with being friends with an ex. Um, I think ever since he had the conversation with Paige that day, he's been like a little skitsy. And I don't, and if Paige is sitting right there, I don't think that was like the appropriate time for Naomi to pull them aside. But at the end of the day, they're filming a show. Like, I think Paige knows what she signed up for. Um, but I, I don't see why he's freaking out so much. But this is very typical, Craig, though. Oh, what yeah. What do you think? I think it's definitely typical Craig. I think for me, like, you're right. I think like the coffee date and he's like, why this could have been a phone call. It's like, well, duh, you're filming a show. Like this was like production yeah, he and looked whatnot. Like the FBI was trying to hunt him or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Looking behind him. Yeah. No. So that's like definitely part of the show. I do think 
I do get, so like, let's, I don't know when this dog wedding was, but they filmed last summer and into early fall. I know they became Paige and Craig became official in September, mm-hmm. um, which is around Kyle and Amanda's wedding. So it makes me wonder cause they had hooked up. Like if I feel like it was like too fresh for him, which that I kind of get, which I yeah. kind of get. And I could see even, the, I could see even though she's like, no, I'm not trying to hook up with him now, which she said in her interview, I feel like he's just like, no, I've got a good thing. I've decided I'm going to be with Paige and I just don't need you as a distraction. I respect that. I think who said on the show, like when um, they said, yes, it was a watch what happens. Like, but when Craig goes hardcore into a relationship, he's like completely loyal to the relationship. And I a hundred percent respect that about him, especially given the other Peter Pan-esque male characters on the show he is the most loyal and committed when he is in a relationship yeah i was not expecting him to go off on naomi like that though it was a bit much i agree (laughs) it was a little i mean the fact that she just sat there and took it i was like good for you girl i would not have just sat there and taken it but Mm -mm. i thought it was a little overboard but he also looks like he had had a couple cocktails Uh, i mean when does that cast not ever have a couple (laughs) but you're right i would have been like um don't speak to me like that i'm gonna remove myself from the situation like that could have been a moment for Naomi honestly like I wouldn't have wanted I would she could have you know had a moment I would like to know before we move on from Southern Charm do you like Naomi what's your take on Naomi I have to say I go back and forth with her I thought when she came back on we were gonna get a different Naomi like she to me is like she can be condescending I do agree with Catherine in that respect but I thought after like the way she got dogged by Matul we'd have this more like liberated like stand up kind of person like but when craig yelled at her like that and her sitting there taking it i don't think there's been any evolution of like herself as a person and i'm maybe i'm reading too deep into this but like you just got dogged by a guy that like you gave up your life for now your ex-boyfriend sitting there screaming at you essentially for wanting to have a friendship and you just sat there and took it like i don't know what do you think about no i think that's an a plus analysis truthfully i think naomi to me is i do like agree with that like i've said this before i think she's condescending i think she has a little sense of area like entitlement to her like she comes across as snobby to me she's not really like i feel like um cameron and chelsea made her seem a little bit more down to earth but without having them around she just seems a little like my shit don't stink But I would have loved to have seen a more empowered Naomi or even just her talk more about like, man, that riddle really rattled me this like breakup and just talking a little bit more about that Mm -hmm. um, and how she's trying to move on from it. But yeah. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Okay, let's hop across the globe over to Dubai. I ask every person that I've had as a guest on their thoughts on Dubai and whether or not they like it. And I would like to your thoughts, Laura. Vanessa, I have to be honest with you. I stopped watching Dubai like four episodes in, but when I was going to be on the podcast, I was like, I got to catch up a little bit. So I watched the last two episodes. Um, I am a Carol Caroline Stanberry stan. I loved her on ladies of London I think, and this is probably really mean, she was in a miserable marriage on Ladies of London and now she's happy and I just don't find her as engaging. Um, I don't like Dubai. I agree with all of your, you and your guest analysis. It just seems mishmashed and there's no co- cohesive relationships entangled with it. Yeah. And I, for me, I think I'll, I would enjoy Caroline more if Sergio 
like wasn't a fucking <laughs> glued to her. I feel like we hardly get Caroline by herself because Sergio's li- literally with her all the time. Like that drives me crazy. Do you like a clingy guy? Like I don't like clingy men. Oh at all. no. To me, that's a red flag personally. Okay. I like to have like I like to have my own relationships and my own girl time or hen time, as Caroline says, as a birthday. <laughs> but if Sergio being like, no, I'll come and I can just hang out in the back of the boat. I'm like, no, like literally like go away. He was begging her to come. And I'm like, this is like a son begging a mom to yes. come somewhere. It's weird. I just don't like, I don't find the clinginess attractive. Like I'm like, Ew, get away. But she like loves it. It's like a power thing for her. I almost feel like, you know, and then you see the coming attractions next week and he somehow makes his way to the island next week on the girls trip. It's bizarre. It's really bizarre. And I, I would love like the other men to like call him out on it. I mean, not Mm -hmm. that the Dubai men are ever going to be like Jersey guys or even like some of the Beverly Hills guys, but since we've met some of these spouses, I would love these guys to like be like Sergio. Like, what what are you doing? Chill. Like chill. chill. Yeah. <laughs> like someone call him out on it. I'm just I just think if someone doesn't have a life outside their partner, like that to me is just weird. Red flag, totally. Total red flag. Um, maybe red flag. Would you ever pierce your clit? I thought that was so out of character. Did you, were you like, I was like, what? Are you kidding me? No, no the answer to that is absolutely not. I would not. No. Oh, no. I, would you? I wouldn't either. $5,500? Okay. Hell no. I mean. When they, when they flashed the diamond clarity up on the screen, I was like, I love the editing on these shows lately. It was so good. Oh, my God. I I, I caught it. Um, I do think it'd be fun to play really quickly Two Truths and a Lie because they did that. And I think that's a fun, fun game. And Laura, since you and I are getting to know each other, I would okay. love to do this. Um. Okay, I'll I can go first. Okay. Um, I am left-handed. Okay. I've met Hanson, the boy band, multiple times. I am I did ice skating as a child. Um you met Hanson? Do you think that's a lie? Yeah. No. The you met Hanson? The ice skating is a lie. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like the biggest teeny bopper, um, like hardcore. So I met Hanson a couple times. I won like a radio contest. And then this is like how diehard I was. This is like back in the AOL like chat room days, but I like went to their hotel and like my this I was like 15. My friend was with me, met them in the lobby. Um, Taylor Hansen and I had a moment. We caught eyes. One of his roadies, one of his roadies told me that they, he couldn't stop talking about me. And yeah, right. You could have been married to a Hansen. I could have been married. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think about, no, my young like self was like, oh my God, I could have been married to him, but hell look at him now. He's got like seven kids. Hell no. That's not the life I want for me. I I don't know. But anyways, (laughs) that's mine. So I would love you to go next. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, um, I used to be a flight attendant. Um, I won a Kelly Clarkson karaoke contest and got to meet her. And, um, my other one is I met, I went and took a live, um, Peloton class in New York city. Uh, the first one flight attendant. No, I was a flight attendant. 
Wait, which one is which one is the I used to do like military charters for like um I would shuttle like Air Force people back and forth from the base for like a private company. Um and then like, you know, the economy crashed. So then I became a nurse, which nursing and flight attendants are very equal in the fact that you serve people food and you keep people alive. So it was a very easy transition oh for me. Oh my God. Yes. The lie was actually that I took a class at the Peloton studio. I uh, actually did win a Kelly Clarkson contest. Oh my God. So you can, I'm not going to make you sing, but you can sing. Uh, not great, but you know what happened? I went up against a 12 year old and I was like 22 at the time. And I felt really bad that I knew how to hype the crowd up versus a 12 year old. And I won at, it was like in the parking lot of Jones Beach, which is like a place on Long Island, Z100, which is like the big radio station in New York. Um, I was like a couple shots in. I was like, sure, I'll go up on the stage. And then like I won and I went backstage to meet her. And it was like, she is the nicest person in the world. Um, and when I was a flight attendant, I did meet some famous people. So um, yeah, I, I, the Peloton thing. I would like to do that. Though. I no, like same. I like die. It's like harder to get into that to BravoCon. I feel like I don't in a Peloton <laughs> class. So like true. Jesus Christ. But anyways, that was fun. So I know, was <laughs> I'm, glad we, get, I'm glad we did that. So they did that on the show, which I love. I prefer that kind of game versus like, okay, everybody go around and say one thing you like about someone. I hate I, that. I hate, That's very I hate Beverly that Hills. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah. I hate that yeah. shit. Um, the only other things that was interesting to me about Dubai. Okay. So one, they get to the, you know, this a fabulous house, uh, like president of Spain, a student. I didn't understand why Sarah, um, slept in a room when Chanel had like two bunk beds or two beds. Yes. I saw that too. I thought that was a little bizarre. I didn't get that, but whatever. And then Lisa's story about, so Lisa on the show, if you're not watching, she basically shares a story. They're already talking about spirits and the afterlife. And she says, basically, she feels like spirits will stay on this earth if their lives are not settled. She had a close childhood friend that was tragically murdered. And through her dreams, she was able to solve his murder, which was like wild to me hearing her tell this story. Do you believe in any of that stuff? Or like, what was your interpretation of that? Because I always think that stuff is interesting. I thought it was first, I would be really scared if that was happening to me, um, honestly, but yeah, I do believe that, you know, being a nurse, obviously I've been around a lot of death in my life. And, um, I, I think the, I think the thought of death is you know sad, but the process of death is actually a very beautiful process. Um, if you're able to witness it and, you know, I do believe that people's spirits are with us, especially in times of need. Um, but I mean, I think the way that it, it wasn't presented in a good arena, I feel like it was breezed over. So they were like, oh, okay, what are we doing today? And I thought that they could have given a little bit more to that moment because I actually do like Lisa. Um, and I like how she gives you all sides of her life, but I didn't think they gave enough to that moment. Do you, yeah. No, what do you think? A hundred percent. I think they could have given her a little bit more time. I do like Lisa a lot too. It's funny because Dubai, I feel like individually they've got great women it's just together mm-hmm. they're just not meshing well i mean i do enjoy watching people fall when they did that water <laughs> thing like who doesn't I, I, oh my god so do i my husband makes fun of me because i laugh when people fall no i, I love it funny. it's the I funniest it. thing is how is it not funny so you and i are like kindred spirits in that sense but we're sick kindred spirits yes, yes. we're disgusting <laughs> um so that wraps up dubai i know they filmed the reunion that should be coming out soon i think next week is the finale i think it's just like 10 episodes for season one so we'll see about season two i've heard mixed reviews on people some people are like no i'm done with it like cancel it 
then I've heard some people saying, I personally am in the camp of like giving it another shot. I don't think okay. you should cancel it. If anything, my hot take is that it should go on Peacock and yes. Miami should stay on Bravo. Oh, I love Miami. I know. Miami's so good. So if good. any of you listening or living under a rock and have <laughs> not watched Miami yet this past season, do yourself a favor and watch it. It is delightful. It is so, so good. good. And it kind of takes you back to the, like the golden days of Housewives, in my opinion. Yeah, you don't even have to watch the first couple of seasons that you can start fresh from this one, definitely. Absolutely. So we're going to take a quick ad break. As you guys know, Abby and I love our partners at Organifi. It's truly the best way to juice. They have quite high quality plant-based ingredients. Um, It's super, super convenient. I, it's also tastes really, really good. I think as a working mom, we're always looking for shortcuts and ways to keep um, you know, healthy things and a great lifestyle in our life. I also love doing it after I work out. I'm an avid Peloton writer and it's something that I like to drink post-workout. So please, if you haven't already, check out Organify, organify.com slash real moms, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash real moms. You will get automatically 20% off, or you can use promo code real moms to get, um, 20% off your first order. Um, you guys, my favorite one, if you're looking to try this out, they have the green juice, they have the red juice. They have right now also another collagen blend. That's great. Personally, the red juice is like my go-to my favorite. So if you're thinking about trying it, try the red juice and truly one canister lasts you a long time. Um, I've had it since this like early spring, I would say like March and I still have got a lot left. So it's something that I like to do a couple times a week. So it's something, um, we're trying out and, you know, as we're getting into fall and sweater, sweater weather, when we let ourselves go a little bit, <laughs> it's a good way to kind of keep things in check. So check out, um, Organifi. Um, let's talk about Beverly Hills. <sighs> Beverly Hills. Um, Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills. Yeah. <clears throat> I, okay. With it was a lot. Crystal, it was a lot. I, with Crystal, I, I feel for Crystal. I feel like something like that. It's like night and day and how Jackie's eating disordered was handled on New Jersey versus like Beverly Hills. I think, and I, you know, I want to preface this by saying I have not personally experienced having an eating disorder. I have a lot of compassion for those who are struggling. Um, so if this is something that may um, trigger you in any way, by all means, feel free to kind of fast forward this conversation. But I do feel like in New Jersey, it felt like Jackie to me was ready. She had more ownership and control of her story because she was ready to get better Whereas Crystal, I feel like she's still struggling and coming to terms on when she is to that place. So I don't know. It's it just my heart hurts for her. And I don't feel like people are being supportive enough and are offering a little too much judgment, in my opinion. I don't like how they keep talking about it behind her back. That's like really. It's not they want to like I hate how Beverly Hills this season's like intervention central and it's like, but nobody wants to say anything to the person's face. And I don't like how Crystal crystal has been the topic of everyone's conversation behind her back. And when Dorit brought up something that was said to her off camera about crystal telling her at um, that restaurant that she throws up every day, I was like, Oh, that was, that was a low blow Dorit. I agree. She shouldn't have shared that. I think it's one thing to say like, Hey, you know, she seems to be struggling, reach out to her. 
show her love. Like that's all that needs to be said. But I, I just thought it was really inappropriate and pretty gross um, for them to have that conversation. And especially for Dorit to share that detail. Like uh, on one hand, I, I'm sure she was coming from a good place, but it just, you're airing yeah. this out on national television. It like, was tacky. It, it was, was very tacky. tacky. It was tacky. Um, Diana, Asher's nonstop singing. And <laughs> I just don't, there's like so many things with that scene that made me laugh. Like I almost want to go rewatch it right after this because one, Asher, you know, only sings and Diana's like, oh, I love to catch him. And when he doesn't know that I'm in the house and listen, <laughs> yes. but bitch, there's cameras there. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> like he's wanting to listen. Um, what do you think about Diana? Like, what are your thoughts on her? I don't like her at all. Yeah, I, I find like her very her. disingenuous and her um her interviews, it's like she says something and then she goes very low. And I'm like, what did she like? She can't un- she tries to be cute, and I can't even understand what she's saying half the time in her confessionals, you know. I don't care for her, not a yeah. fan. I also wonder. just thought it was like weird. She referred to her <laughs> husband as a child. I mean, that whole interaction was weird. And then they showed Asher as a kid, and I was like, this is I- <laughs> No, I agree. It was a little much. It was a bit weird. But there was this meme going around or a tweet that someone compared her to Sue Sylvester from Glee. And I like I me. saw that you posted that. And I was like, that is so accurate. It was so accurate. So for any yeah. of you Gleeks, um, <laughs> check that out, because I definitely loved Glee as a kid. Um, so then we get to, you know, just fast forwarding through the episode. The main event is the homeless, not toothless <laughs> charity <laughs> event. Which I can't, I'm sorry, I can't help but laugh when I say that, but I do appreciate the, like the point of it. I did not expect the women to go off and wild as much as they did during that dinner. And Dorit, truthfully, if that were my event, I would have like shut that shit down like quick. I mean, like, no. It was very uncomfortable for me to watch. I was like, I don't know if I could watch this because the family was uncomfortable. The dentist was uncomfortable. And I love Kyle. She is one of my favorite OGs, but this season I'm having a hard time with her. Like, yeah, she's trying so hard to like stir the drama. And I'm like, Kyle, you used to do this so much more tactfully. Why are you doing (laughs) this? You're getting messy now, Kyle. We can see like what you're doing. Yeah. So, um, you know, Kyle is stirring the pot. She's asking Sutton if Rena cussed her out and Rena told her no. And so, you know, Garcelle and Sutton are like, we don't want to talk about this right now. So instead of like letting it end, she goes over to Dorit and asks, and then Rena explodes and vomits all this information and it's like they're going back and forth while everyone's like what is happening right now it is and then rena eventually like such a roller coaster talks about her mom how she just received her things and it was a lot it was was a lot lot. i feel bad for lisa rena i really do because you can tell that she's not as like She's always been a shit stir, but she's very more aggressive and angry this year. So I really think a lot of it has to do with her grief. But when she cries, I have such a hard time feeling for her because she is a really good actress. And like, I I think that was a genuine moment. Like she is very dramatic. And then I think there was some stuff going on with one of her daughters behind the scenes too. So I'm, and I don't think we're going to hear about that on the show, but I feel for her. She has a lot going on, but 
she just uses everything in her life as an excuse to be mean to people. Yeah, that's actually that's why really her good and point. Erica get along so well. I feel like because they, these, I, I'm I'm owning it. I'm owning it. She doesn't own shit this season. Personally, I, it's blaming it on everything else. Lisa and Except. Erica does a good job at that. Also, that's. Uh-huh. you're so right you've nailed it in my opinion I also think too had she have just said that up front to Sutton or just like walked in and say listen guys if I seem a bit off I have a lot going on um you know my pain any my behavior it's not yes. you guys like I would respect her so much more I do appreciate when housewives become a little bit more vulnerable and share a little bit more of themselves but um, yeah, no, I think you're a thousand percent right. That's her, why her and Erica get along. I cannot wait though. I will say for next week when <laughs> Garcelle puts Erica in her place. Do you think really quick before I move on to Atlanta, do you feel like Garcelle is being malice in talking about her drinking? Do you think it's, do you think she's coming from a good place? Yes, I do. I think that like, Last season, I, I think there was a little bit of a witch hunt on Erica with due reason. But I do think that Garcelle is coming from a place of like, not like you have a drinking problem, but like Erica, pull it in. Like you are looking like a mess now. And I think that it started from the way that Erica talked to Garcelle's son. And uh, a lot of hypocrisy with that. So we won't go backwards. But what do you think? Do you feel like it's genuine? Yeah, I think it's genuine. I think she's just saying like, hey, like, look at how you're acting. And she has a child that went through addiction issues. So I think she's just genuinely coming out and being like, well, there's all these things that have happened. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I, I love that she's going to like put her in her place. And truthfully, I, I don't know, Erica, in my opinion, if anything, she's in denial. I, I don't know if I want to say we don't see the ins and out of her life. And I don't want to say like, sit here and say, Oh, she has a problem, yeah. but we can at least see that she's like self-medicating and is using alcohol as a way to kind of numb all the shit that's going on in her life. Agreed. Yeah, I agree. I think Garcelle has been one of the best additions. to Beverly Oh, Hills, so. same. Cause she doesn't care. She's I, like, <laughs> She doesn't give a shit. No one's, I mean, she, I'm like, she's like, no, like you make yourself look bad. That was so, oh, I, feel I know. Like I think it's at the t-shirt. end of next week's episode, which of course they do that. It's going to be like a to be continued, like yes. everything. Oh my God. You're, you're right. Abby's going to be triggered when she comes back. She's gonna, just get ready for that rant. Everybody can wait. It's coming. Um, so Atlanta, Atlanta, I felt like there's a lot that happened in this episode. Okay. So let's talk about how horrible Ralph is and continues to be. Um, so Ralph is writing a book on step parenting. Uh, Drew finds out that he doesn't want to adopt uh, his stepson. Josiah. Josiah. Yeah. Josiah. Thank you. Josiah. Because Josiah's dad, you know, doesn't want that to happen. And it's just, I I don't have any experience in co-parenting or any of that. And I'm not sure if you do, Laura, but I just think it's, the whole thing is weird. It's weird. I I think this is just classic storyline, you know, reaching for straws. Um, I don't, I don't like Ralph. I find something about him off and I'm not a big fan of Drew either, to be honest with you. So anytime you're on the screen, I find myself fast forwarding a little bit. Yeah, no, they they are so thirsty. It's yes. so thirsty and like over the top. And I mean, I like Drew just being like, okay, so write this book. Like, I mean, yes, on one hand, 
I guess you can't stop them, but it would be so weird to not know what your partner is writing about your son because he wouldn't be a step parent without you. So there's just a lot that doesn't make sense. Agreed. That. But that's that. Um, so they go into Jamaica. There's a couple funny moments that have happened there that I love. Um, Sheree acting like her shit truly doesn't stink. <laughs> that like made me laugh when she sends you to go to the bathroom. I don't believe it for a second. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone's shit stinks. Like I just was <laughs> laughing at that. Um, it was it was funny. Uh, and then also I also laughed at. Kenya picking up a date and love Kenya this season. I love her. She's fun. I think Kenya like lighthearted like that, like picking up a random guy as soon as she checks in, bringing him to dinner, making a joke on wondering why there's an extra leg. Like I was (laughs) like, wow, like I did not expect her to go there. She's so much lighter this season. I like it. Yeah, same. She's so much lighter. Okay, so the big thing in this episode, and I'm like trying to piece back the pieces on how it even came about, but was the fight between Marlo and Candy. Um, I I don't even, I'm trying to recall like how exactly it started, but essentially Marlo starts going after Candy on, um, Oh, it started because of Drew and the stepson. Yeah. So Marlo starts, you know, talking and sharing her experience and Candy's like calling her out and is like, wait, why are you sharing your experience when your nephews, you just sent them away. And so then Marlo comes after like Todd's relationship with Candy's mom, which was like so year, so many years ago. So weird. So weird. Uh, and then Todd like was silent for a little bit. And he's like, you know, I know how you got in. I was behind the scenes. You you bought your way in. <laughs> and, I love it. And then Marlo's like, you know, you're nothing. And Candy's like, bitch, I'm worldwide. And I was and like, she's got that merch now. She's got <laughs> that it. merch is out. <laughs> I she was like dying. Candy. I she love it. Activated. I'm gonna buy one. She I'm was gonna buy one. Yeah, she was activated. I. You know, say what you want. Like a lot of people are like, okay, Marlo, like she's going low. She's all this stuff. And a lot of candy or not candy. Kenya has gone low. Like equally, I think they have gone. I mean, if you put like records and checks of all the things they've done, I feel like they're probably somewhat equal. Agreed. But I also think without Marlo as Peach, the season would have been boring. And she activated candy, which we hardly see candy get fired up like that. Agreed. I, Candy has, I think people forget that like Candy's an OG because she's been really good at staying on the show, but like not really having to get involved in too much mess. I love Candy because there's only been between Phaedra and Marla, those are the only two people that have ever activated Candy above her normal voice. And it brought out one of the best lines, I think, of the season, besides Marlo talking about how flowers are better than dick. I don't know if you remember that point with she. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, then I was like, oh, that, that's pretty interesting. And then when Candy said, bitch, I'm worldwide, I was like, done. This is up here with like one of Dorinda's. I made it nice comments. I loved it. I no. love Candy. I stand her all day long. She brings a lot to the show. Yeah. No, she brings like so much to the show. Uh, I, I mean, she's, she's like a legendary, I, you have to respect her hustle. And I agree with you. She's not the messiest housewife, 
Mm-mm. She's pretty like she's kind of I f- does a much better job at pot stirring than Kyle. Like they're kind of like even keel, like like to dip their toes in the drama a little bit, but don't like to be the face of it. Yeah. But I think this season of Atlanta has been fun. I think it's been like enjoyable. The drama has been super petty, which is kind of nice compared to some of the outside drama that we've been watching. Yeah, it's like light. It's like light drama. It's not like deep, like an eating disorder and alcohol addiction. It's yes. like you know, fighting about stupid stuff that's 10 years old at this point, which yes. I'm like here for. A hundred percent. Well, this brings us to the end of the show where we do our shout outs. Um, Laura, since being my guest um, today, <laughs> I would love to know what your shout out is. So I want to give my shout out and maybe it's coming from a personal place to all the working moms who still have to work over the summer when their kids are home. Um, for me, it is you know, I have a lot of teacher friends, so I get very jealous of them when the summer comes because they get to spend that quality time with their kids. For us working moms who still have to continue on with our job in the summer, it is the most challenging time of the year. I know for me, just trying to balance staying good at my job and being able to spend quality time with my kids and not feel like I'm plopping them in front of the TV when I have to work. So just want to give a shout out because being a working mom, being a mom in general is not easy, but being a working mom in the summer is not easy at all. So giving a lot of love to those going through it. Oh, I love that. I'm not at that stage yet, but I can't imagine. I mean, I hear, you know, the stories about the day, the camps and how you have to sign up for it really quick before it sells out. And even then there, it's not even full time. And yeah, it's know, not, it's, just, it's, it's tough. Not. Oh, well, I'm glad school is almost back in session then for you. For Me too. You. I'm glad <laughs> that it's almost back. Um, you know, I'm going to give my shout out knowing that Laura, you are a nurse. Um, I want to give my love and shout out to you and all the other nurses out there. I know you're now in nurse education, but regardless, you have contributed to the field. Um, I, I have utmost respect for our healthcare workers. Um, I, I know, you know, we're still basically this pandemic is our new normal. I don't, COVID's not going to go away. It's always going to yeah. be around. So I just have a lot of compassion for the ups and downs, the drama, everything that y'all have seen, because I can only imagine, um, all the, h- how nasty people maybe have been. So just want to reiterate I'm, my love to Thank you. That's Super appreciative. Um, we don't do this job for appreciation, but it's really nice when you get a little bit of love from people. So yes, absolutely. Yes, of course. Um, so everyone, uh, when you're done listening, please, please, please leave us a five-star rating or a written review. Um, it really makes our day. We've seen a couple of written reviews that have come through. Um, I want to give a little mini shout out to... <laughs> I'm reading that says ass D F V B L. Um, I thank you so much for your kind review and Hannah and baby Maeve. Thank you so much. It's the, it truly makes the huge difference in, um, the ratings in our show and us getting great talent. And then if you want to support us monetarily, considering joining our Patreon, patreon.com slash real moms, you can join for as little as $3 a month. And with that, we'll catch you next week. Thank you again, Laura. Thanks, Vanessa. Your challenge, if you choose to accept it, is this. Let's go! Let's go! Show up on day one, work out with us for 30 minutes, feel good right away. Yo! Repeat five days a week for three weeks. Three weeks? Five workouts a week. We're a body, and we call that a body block. 
You pick the block and you're going to love the experience. On week four, this part is really important. Take the week off. Seriously, we mean it. Rest. Go on vacation. Or try something new. Maybe some yoga. Notice you're not holding on to any tension here. Or a dance class. Get sexy with it, daddy. You do you. And then start again. Be committed to this process. Choose a new body block each month. Get a new challenge each month. Have fun every day. Avoid burnout. You're not going to quit on yourself today. This is how you reach your goals. You win? There is nothing that we can't do if we work together. Sign up for your first body block today. Visit body.com for a free trial. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Are you ready to get started?